Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Hope Community this morning. So glad that you're here. All you Hope dealers on this beautiful spring morning, right? Yesterday was the spring equinox, the vernal equinox. We're going to talk a little bit about that here in a few. Uh, man, what a beautiful day to wake up to. Glad that you're here. If you haven't uh, hung out with us before, we want to say welcome. Thank you for being here. We love you. Uh, we value you. We see you. And we want you to know that you have a place at our table always. Uh, uh, everyone is welcome. So thank you for coming. And if you could, do us a favor. Hit the like button. Hit the share button. Uh, let's get the message of hope out as far as we can. Uh, that really helps when you uh, do those things. So it's going to be uh, really, <laughs> really helpful if you can do that. Let me grab a cup of coffee, drinking some Armando's this morning, wearing my Oak and Crow uh, coffee sweatshirt. So good day to have a good cup of Joe and uh, hang out together. We are, uh, we're going to kick things off this morning with a, a poem by, uh, uh, why can I not remember her name? Mary Oliver. Mary Oliver uh, just kind of celebrate uh, the season that we're in right now. Hi, everybody. Look, I'm so short. You can only, you can barely. <laughs> Here, I'll help you out. I'll help you out. How's that? That's a little bit better. Is that a little bit better? <laughs> there we Hi, go. Hi, everybody. <laughs> so nice to see you again. Okay. Um, I came across this yesterday, and it's just entitled Spring. Somewhere, a black bear has just risen from sleep and is staring down the mountain. All night, in the brisk and shallow restlessness of early spring, I think of her. Her four black fists flicking the gravel, her tongue like a red fire touching the grass, the cold water. There is only one question, how to love this world. I think of her rising like a black and leafy ledge to sharpen her claws against the silence of the trees. Whatever else my life is, with its poems and its music and its glass cities, it is also this dazzling darkness coming down the mountain, breathing and tasting. All day I think of her, her white teeth, her wordlessness, her perfect love. When, uh, when Lindsay sent that to me this week, I was like, man, that is so awesome. And she said, she, uh, we needed to do it for, uh, for uh, Sunday. And I was like, yes. And, uh, there's so much in it. And the season that we're in right now, we're, we're shifting from those winter months where it's cold, where it's, uh, you know, not the spring rain, but the, the, the nasty kind of wet where it just makes you feel cold to your bones and then the, sh the, the big shift begins to happen where the sun starts rising earlier and things start to, to change and, and flowers begin to bloom. And, and yesterday marked a, a special day. Uh, yesterday was the, uh, what we call the spring or vernal equinox. And it happened at 5.37 in the morning. And you might be like, what? in the world is that maybe you've never heard of that before well here's the deal the spring equinox the vernal equinox has been happening ever since the beginning of time ever since the creation of everything uh there's even 
uh, and when I use this word, I'm not saying that it's not real. It's just uh, the word that is used to describe the stories that people tell about the beginnings of things or the, the origins of things. There's a mythos in creation that it's around this time, the vernal equinox, that God spoke everything into existence. And all that means is that the earth is actually straight on its axis and the sun is equally hitting the earth all the way around. It's amazing in this time. And in this northern hemisphere, it's the beginning of spring. And in the southern hemisphere, it's the beginning of winter. It's in this moment that day and night are almost equal. By a fraction of a second, they're equal. And uh, it's in this time that it's seen, like ever since humanity has been walking around on earth, that it's the beginning of new life. Can you imagine after the first thing, after everything was created and you came back to this moment again, like in, in the, the, the leaves started to turn green again and animals started giving, you know, birth to, to, to their young and, and the crops and all of those things would happen again. You can imagine this became a season of great celebration because it marked the beginnings of life. And with and from that celebration of life became new beginnings, right? New life, waking up from all the cold, waking up and receiving the spring rain to wake up from those dry and cold places, light expanding into all those dark places, all those dark areas that were covered up by the winter. And, and you know, even though winter seasons and dark seasons can seem like uh, stressful and, and chaotic and and, and and even reckless in some senses, we need those times, right? We need the winter to bring us into this place of newness. Winter is that season when you start reflecting and thinking about uh, stuff from uh, the past year or the past and looking in and seeing these things need to shift and the change and then you move into the new or move into the spring and awaken and set yourself into motion to do new things. Uh, light begins to expand in all those dark areas and all those dark places that have been covered up. Those things are being exposed and, and maybe in you right now, just in the natural essence of what is happening around you, you're starting to recognize and see some things that in the past season didn't work and it needs to change and shift. And so the light is coming into those areas into your heart. Now here's the really awesome thing. You know, it's around this time after, you know, after we have uh, the spring equinox, guess guess what the big major holiday that comes next? Well, uh, with our Jewish friends, it's Passover. That's going to be happening here on a Saturday. I think it might actually be next Saturday is the beginning of Passover. And then, you know, we have Palm Sunday. And then after that, it's the first Sunday after the full moon after the equinox is Easter. That's how, if you want to know how you figure out when Easter is, you find out when the spring equinox is, then you find the, when the first full moon is after the equinox, the first Sunday after that, guess what? It's Easter. And so in the midst of all of this natural celebration of new life, there is this in us, this innate response to spiritually awaken to new life there's this amazing moment and because because when you start putting things together and you start seeing this that you know the mythos of creation is that this is around the time that everything was created 
And then you look back through history and realize that, you know, Passover and Easter, when, when Christ uh, gave his life, and showed us who we really are and and calling us to the awakening into seeing who we really are that we're forgiven that we're free that we're alive that um that uh we're not separated but we're uh the children of God when you start realizing putting those two and two those two things together you realize just how huge this moment is and it's a great place uh to awaken and move forward. Uh, this moment reminds us that even in the bleakest and darkest places and even in the deep, deep places in our heart that seem so dead, there's resurrection. That, dead, that the dead are brought back to life. Now, last week, we talked about paradigm shifts. Some things that that maybe past paradigms uh, that's led to brokenness and hurt and pain and, and places where, you know, maybe things have always been told to us and we've been raised in it a certain way or been treated a certain way to where we feel like that we're just bad, right? That we're just dirty and we're rotten and we're bad or that we're just broken and we can never be forgiven, we can never truly see ourselves as being free. That there's no value to ourselves. And also that there's no way that we can be loved. Or even live from love. And I talked about how there's a shift that needs to happen. There's an awakening that needs to take place. There's mindsets. There's... There's a repentance or a metanoia, a changing of our mind that needs to happen in us. And I, I, I honestly, in this season that we're in, uh, the spring and the flowers blooming and the, uh, the night or the, the nights being shorter and the days being longer and, and, and life just springing up around us. This is a good time to allow those, those, uh, old paradigms to shift into newness and the shift in actually uh, reality, okay? So I, I just wanna repeat these paradigm shifts again and I just want you to look at yourself and maybe write these things down. I'll, I'll, I'll talk a little slower because I know I can go really fast sometimes. But let's talk about this for a minute, okay? Let's look at this one again. Allow this shift to happen. Okay, write this down. You are good. You are good. And I want you to understand that that's not just me telling you that. That is the message of the Creator. He wants you to know that you, in your innate self, are good. And Christ came to remind you of that. That's why when you see the teachings after Jesus, after the Gospels, you hear over and over again, Peter and Paul and John, all of them talking about how righteousness cannot be established by anything that you can do, but it is a gift given. It's the goodness that's given in the beginning of beginnings in you. That's you. You have it. It came through Christ. Christ. 
the proof is in John 1, 1, right? Through Christ, everything came. And it's from his goodness that you came. And so that goodness is in, in you. And you might be like, well, there's things that I do that aren't good. Or there's times that I don't feel good. Right. Those are things that you are doing with what you have. The root of you is good. What you do from that root is different. Understand? Does that make sense? Yeah. <laughs> What, what you do, right? This is what you're from. You're from good. You can make a decision or not whether you're going to walk from that and do that. So your, your base is good. The reason why is because you're created from that love. You're created from Christ. You're created from him. That's your base element. And from that love comes goodness. That's you, okay? And you can walk in that or you can not walk in it, Okay? Here's another one. Maybe you need to write this down as well. You are forgiven. You're forgiven. See, there's so many things in our life that, that we pretend to be. There's so many things that we uh, tell ourselves that we are, tell ourselves that we should be or whatever. There's things that other people have told us. And so we have this blurred picture of ourselves. We need to understand that, that when the creator of the universe sees you, when God sees you, he sees his child. He sees humanity and he loves you. So there's nothing you have to do to achieve that. And there's little things that we have done to ourselves, and there's things that we have done and, and it's just caused hurt. And, and you need to know that you are forgiven of those things. That you're free from it. That's not who you are. You know, there's, there's, this, there's this system out there that, that has rules and, and regulations and, and all this stuff set up that you have to do these things to obtain any type of relationship with the creator that you have to do all this stuff to get anything. Now I was just reading Galatians yesterday where Paul over and over again hammers it in that none of that is true. That that uh, a relationship based on rules and regulations is just legalism and death. And that life is the fact that Christ came to show us that we are free. So remind yourself today and move in that new paradigm. You are forgiven. You are forgiven. You're free. That was Christ's ultimate ministry, right? That's the thing, the good news. You are free. He came to set the captives free from the nonsense of the legalism and all the junk that was put on humanity. He came to show the newness of life and remind them, hey, you're free. Here's another one. You write this one down, okay? You are valued beyond measure. Maybe, maybe you grew up thinking that you could never be worthy of anything, never, not worth any love or friendship or maybe even a job, maybe, you know, anything. 
But John 1.3 is very clear that in all, that Christ in all creates all equal. That we're all connected and we're all in this equally. We're all worthy of life and love. We're all set in motion at the beginning of beginnings when when uh, when uh, things were spoken into existence and, and 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 humanity was created. There was this divine thing that was put into motion, and it's called the uh, dominion mandate. And a lot of people have twisted that in the West and made it sound like we're that mankind is supposed to dominate creation, but it really means that everything is set into motion to where we take care of and work with and honor and value one another so life can grow and gardenize the entire planet. That's that's the process here. If you haven't noticed, the majority of scripture is based on an agricultural um, society. And so there's a lot of, of elements and talk and all of that. And that's why you hear a lot about spring rain and fall rain and harvest and, and gardens and growing and livestock and farming. And all of that is in there because things were begun that way. And the talk and the, and the way things was presented was in this idea that we would walk and value one another, not just humanity valuing itself and, uh, and others, but also the planet and the things around us and the trees and all that. And you might be like, well, Mickey's tr he's turning into a hippie and he's turning in all. Listen, I'm just showing you what scripture is teaching us. The reason why we have a hard time valuing each other and valuing what's around us is because we don't have an understanding of how connected we actually are in life. And that Christ is in all, creates all things. And there's a balance there that we live with one another. And the first, the first step in understanding this and seeing this and finding a place where, where we can see real life and love flow is to value one another and understand that deep on the inside of us that we are valued beyond measure. Because when you take stock of your own life and you value it, and then you do what Jesus said to love your neighbor as yourself, then you are going to love the life of your neighbor and your surroundings. What happens when we devalue life? Well, we see what's been happening in the past year in our country. When People, use, people in power use words to devalue other ethnicities. And we say horrible things like a, a virus or a disease that just so happens to have come from one place and we label it a China virus instead of calling it the coronavirus. What happens when you devalue that ethnicity or that life? You see people thinking that they can overpower others and treat them differently and actually perform violence towards them. And the sad aspect of this is that a lot of these actions and things that we see take place come from the so-called evangelical church. Why is that? It's because in the West we have taught for so long this garbage of not valuing all life, We'll value some aspects of it, but not all of it. 
Uh, we have this horrible teaching that man is a sinner, that he's dirty, rotten scoundrel, that he's not amount to a nothing and there's no good in him. We teach this horrible process that you have to do these things to be forgiven. And so it just trumps on top of people and it gets to a place where we just devalue others and we don't honor them. And this is the end result. And so when we don't see these things and we don't shift into these paradigms and we live from the old ones, this is what happens. Violence and hate. And so if we want to see these things shift in us and in our neighborhoods, we have to start with these things and we have to learn to value one another. We have to get this. And I'm going to say this and I'm not going to stop saying this and I don't care if I'm labeled a heretic for saying it. All life is divine. It is God-breathed and given. All life is divine. That's John 1. All things were created in him, through him, and because of him. He is divine, and from him comes divine. It's the incarnation, right? I love um, the early church taught that Christ didn't, uh, the incarnation of Christ wasn't the result of man's sin. But the incarnation of Christ was always, always happening. And it happened even before the event of Jesus coming to the earth 2,000 years ago. That it was something that was always in place. The incarnation was always happening. Christ was always in and with us. It was just in that moment in history that in bodily form it took place. He was showing us the divine that is around us. And we have to get that. I talked last week about that passage of scripture in, um, uh, I can't remember what place in the gospel it is, but it's totally leaving my mind. But the, the parable of the, the lost sheep. The shepherd left the 99 to go get the one. Well, I brought that picture out to a bigger understanding to seeing, you know, 99% of the universe gets it, right? The planets, the moon, the stars, the earth, the wind, the air, the plants, they all get it. They all understand uh, their, their value. They, they're producing life around them. They're, they're walking in balance with one another, you know, uh, I was just talking with my nephew Chandler the other night, and we we're talking about how um, these two moons in 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 the the Jupiter system, how this one moon is pulling on this moon, and the the one moon is the most active volcanic moon in the in the galaxy or in the in the solar system because of those two uh, polar opposites pulling on one another. And we talked about the the hidden planet that circles our solar system once every so many thousands of years that we haven't even seen it yet but we know it exists because of the gravitational pull that it has and it's holding things in place and they actually say that it's holding even the earth in place where it is to where there's actually life on the planet right now that it's all in balance and moving and and so 99% of the universe gets it but the one that the 1% that doesn't is us we didn't get it. And so what, what, did, what did the shepherd do? 
He left the 99% of the universe that got it and came and showed us who we really are. This is who you are. You got lost. This is who you are. You are good. You are forgiven. You are valued beyond measure. And then you need to know this too. Write this down. All right. You are loved. Maybe you've been told you're unlovable. Maybe there's some actions that was towards you that made you feel that way. Made you feel like you're unworthy of love. Maybe you acted out on some of that unworthiness. And then that piled more of that on top of you. But here's the thing. God is love. Love is God. And God loves you. No strings attached. No strings attached. You are loved. You don't have to prove yourself to get that love. You can look around you in this moment as life is beginning to spring forth. You can look around and see this love in operation. Take a deep breath in and feel that love today. Breathe in that oxygen. Uh, take some time out uh, today. It's a nice day out. If you're around uh, the Mid Ohio Valley on the the eastern side of the states, it's it's kind of nice. Go outside and stick your feet in the grass and just chill for a second and breathe it in and and just allow the the you know just the the air and the wind and all that just to move around and just breathe it in for a second. Maybe watch uh, the sunrise in the morning or the sunset tonight. Watch the moon come up. Just see how the creation around you is letting you know that love is the root. It's really who you are. See, this is your moment. This is your moment to shift into these paradigms. Now, there's this natural cycle happening right now. Life is speaking to us. It's showing us that, that hope is here. Life is here. Life is renewing around us. This is, is, it's like God's signal, right? Hey, life is here. Hope is here. I know it's been dark, but, but the light has come. Resurrection is here. Breathe in. Breathe out. Uh, Let's, let's shift these, these paradigms and be, be the real us. And see, this is, the, this is the beauty of, you know, looking back through church history and, and seeing the, you know, seeing things, how things were and, and just knowing that, you know, in the early centuries of the church, there was just this magic and mystery there they didn't have all this stuff set in stone and it had to be this way but it was really just life together and experiences and walking things out and learning as you go and when i go back and i read in you know the 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 old testament in those scriptures i see the same thing there that this has always been about progressing in life and walking it out together. 
And the moment that you start setting in these, these legalistic ideals is the moment that it takes away from the mystery and the magic of life. I think when Christ came and he started speaking in parables and, and started saying things that just made people go, what? He was reminding them of, of how life was really supposed to be. Walking and living out things together. Reminding ourselves that, you know, we're in this. We're a part of each other's lives. We're, we, we honor and value each other and love one another. And, and these are the things that walk out. And listen, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be honest with you. This message, this message really, if I could compare it to anything, it's, it, it's basically like punk rock. I don't know if you know anything about punk rock, but punk rock was created back in the day when you had all this poppy, fluffy, folky, all this stuff was going on. And, but there was a whole lot of junk going on in the world. And, and basically people were like, you know what? I want something that's going to be, that just goes against the system, that fights it. And, and from that movement came this whole idea that we're going we're gonna to do things together. We're going to work together. Uh, we're going to we're not going to have to rely on all this other stuff, but we're going to do it ourselves. We're going to put it together. We're going to take care of one another. We're going to, and so it, it was just this movement and it told the established movement did not like it whatsoever. Well, the early church, it was the same way you had religion and empire and they did not like the fact that here was this group of people telling people, Hey, we should value everybody. Hey, we should love everybody. Hey, we should walk this out together. Hey, if this person's uh, in need of something, we should take care of it. If there's these group of kids that are now have no parents, we should go and take care of them. Uh, guess what? Uh, the leaders of the religious system and the leaders of empire are not greater than the person who has nothing. We're all equal. Uh, well, guess what? That message was so dangerous to those systems that they actually started killing people over it. And so I just want you to know, when you start talking about this stuff like we should love one another, that we should care for one another, uh, that we should value all life, that we should walk with one another, that we should uh, treat each other with respect, um, that we should stop setting up systems that keep certain people out, um, that we tell people that they're bad and that they're not good deeply on the inside. When we do things like that, when we teach that stuff, it stirs junk up. So I just want you to be prepared and know <laughs> that this message is dangerous to systems of, that are broken and systems that are in power. But this is the way. This is the way of love. This is it. Let's close with this. If you, in this moment, are going through anything, one, I want you to know that you can always reach out to us and, and we want to pray and we want to talk to you. So just, just hit the hit hit the comment section and just drop something or you can send a personal message to us. We'll get it. And we'll contact you and we can pray. But if there's something deep going on and you need to talk to, to let's say, a counselor or a therapist, we're going to post some links for you that you can get to them. You can call. If you're at that place, you know, and like it's just the darkest and you feel like that, that there's, that you just feel like taking your life, we want you to know that there is help and hope. And uh, 
you, yes, you can talk to us, but uh, you need someone to go a little further with you. And there's some numbers that you can get a hold of that you can talk to there. Um, I know that there's been some statements made by established religious systems that have been really hurtful in the last few weeks. And um, I, uh, I know that a lot of the folks in the LGBTQ community have really been hurting. And um, one of the numbers that we list is a, a group called the Trevor Project and they do counseling and they talk with, with folks in that community who have been hurt by religious systems and other things. And I, I know that those numbers have spiked in the last few weeks and it just breaks my heart to see that I, there's just help is what I want you to know. And I wish, I wish the church wouldn't act this way and I wish the church wouldn't do things like this and, and speak out one side of their mouth and then do something else. But I want you to know here at Hope Community, we love and we affirm you and we want you to know uh, that we're with you. And if you need help and you need to talk to someone, please check out that link that's in this list. Go and talk to them. Share what's going on. Uh, I'm sorry that those things happen, but I want you to know that we're with you and you can talk to somebody, okay? So those things will be there posted here in, here shortly. Just stay tuned. If you're listening uh, later on, they'll already be there. If you're watching live right now, just hold on a few moments and we'll post that here in a few seconds, okay? But I want to close with this prayer, all right? On my heart and on my house, the blessing of God. In my coming and in my going, the peace of God. Let's just breathe in for a second. In my life and in my seeking, the love of God. At my end and new beginning, the arms of God to welcome me and bring me home. Give me ambition to use everything I have for the highest purpose, to abuse no one, to misuse no powers, to harness skills to service and help, and to bring great things to flower. Amen. Thank you guys for hanging with us today. Uh, we will see you this week. Uh, we got a couple things planned out. Uh, and next Sunday is Palm Sunday. So it'll be awesome to celebrate that with everyone. Thank you guys. See you this week. Hey, thank you for tuning in. Uh, if you wouldn't mind, check out our webpage. It's wearehopecommunity.com. Peruse some of the things that we got going on there. There's a blog, some more media. Um, there's a place to give if you would like to. Um, you can check out some other services that we have got. Um, but more importantly, we'd love to hear from you. And there's a place where you can just write a question, shoot us an email, whatever. We'd love to hear from you. You can also check out our Facebook page and our Instagram. Uh, you can connect to us, connect with us through those as well. But thank you so much for tuning in today. And remember that you are valuable beyond measure. <laughs>